and boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious! Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward! Hello and welcome to Broken Glorious. I'm Chris and I'm delighted to be joined by free-time wrestling author, Orphan Newman. How are you doing, Stephen and Alfred? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. So, um, so we haven't, as it's the first show of the year, do you want to give your books a quick plug? Yeah, it's always a fun thing to do. Um, yeah, so my latest book is A Fan's Perspective, How My Lifelong Dream Became a Nightmare, and that focuses on the period of 2008 into early 2009. And my second book is A Fan's Perspective, 2016, What a Year to Be a Fan of WWE, which, as you can imagine, focuses on 2016 WWE history. And my debut book is A Fan's Perspective, uh, One Man's Exploration of British Wrestling, and that focuses on the period of 2001 to uh, the, the, the end of 2007. Yeah. So. That was, the book. that was the book we introduced you on to <laughs> way back when. Right, so, yeah, that's um, so how it all started. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we um, we also have a partnership with Power Slam TV, and they've been had a productive yeah they've had a productive beginning to the year. Um, they have tons of new content on the site, including North Wrestling, Scary Monsters, and Super Creeps, New Zealand SEW as a mates, and Harley Races World League Wrestling. Um, we have a partnership with them so you can get a month's free access to the site to over 110 sessions over 4,000 hours of content by using the promo code that's broken free or one word i was able to check them out for myself uh, just this past week yeah um i, I watched a uh, preston city wrestling ring of honor um joint promotion yeah uh, it was roderick strong against uh, no, no you know no uh, points for guessing my uh, modern day favourite wrestler, Paul London. Wow! Um, and that was that was a fantastic match. And from what I could see, um, the promotion that seemed to be best promoted was Combat Zone Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, they've, I think I've got like 400 odd videos, and the one uh, that you definitely need to seek out if you're a fan of the cruiserweight style is uh, CZW Best of the Best Two. Yeah. With um friend of the show, the Phoenix, Jody Fleisch. Wow. And the Wonder Kid Wonder Kid Johnny Storm in prominent positions on that card. So yeah, I'd definitely say seek that one out. But yeah. from what I could see, um they had good array of shoot interviews. Um there was a pro wrestling gorilla, um bowler, uh, Best of Los Angeles, um night I think it might have been night three. Um couldn't tell you which year off the top of my head and yeah a really good range good range of uh, different shows and and promotions of revolution pro wrestling which is obviously another uk promotions on there and uh yeah you could get lost uh, much like you do when you watch your w network or um you know new japan pro wrestling world yeah uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely something to check out 
Yeah, I've been I'm, in my lunchtime. I've been watching Riptide Wrestling. So I'm I'm, I'm watching the Riptide Rum. Great show. Well, Nick had talked about it so long, hadn't he? So yeah, I I, I went to check it out, and I think uh, for some reason it wasn't working on that night. So oh. yeah, but definitely um, recommend it for the price you pay. And obviously, if you get them free by uh, putting in the broken free code, then uh, yeah, try it out for a month, and hopefully it's it's what you want. You know what you want from wrestling. And uh, I'm sure it will be. And we're hoping to have Chris from Power Slam Talk TV on, but he lives in California, so it's trying to find a time. <laughs> California to, to our time. I'm hoping Good to luck it. with the California um, <laughs> time zone. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, absolute nightmare, I could imagine. I think it's hours. Isn't it six and then the eight? Well, the, the East Coast is five, and I'm sure it's three hours to the other side of America. Oh, okay. I think, so. Yeah, sure. okay. I, might, I might be completely wrong. I've not interviewed anyone from that side. I know it's Texas, it's six hours. Was Eli Drake not in Los Angeles? No, he was Florida. He might have been. He, <laughs> yeah. he was in Los Angeles when the uh, the Impact Teleconference call happened. Yeah. When I was speaking to him. Uh, he, might, he might have been. He, he, he might have been in Tennessee by that point, but um, yeah. All good fun with the time zones around the world. Yeah, definitely. I think when I interviewed a footballer, my yeah, former England, Paul Parker, he lived in Singapore at the time, so I had to interview him at half seven in our time. It was like half eight at night his time. That's, that's not too bad, though, for you. <laughs> I mean, when I was doing written interviews with like the American Canadian wrestlers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the beginning of my my writing career and stuff, I was interviewing at one, two, three o'clock in the morning because that's what you had to do. So yeah, I'd, you're much more alert at half seven in the morning than you are at three o'clock. So I'm not really, I'm not um, much of a morning person. That's, <laughs> that's not too bad. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. All right, should we get into it? Yeah. So, so 2019 has got off to a hell of a start with NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool coming off hot off the heels of Wrestle Kingdom 13 and Impact Wrestling Homecoming and plus the excitement around the AEW announcements. So um, we'll come to Black uh, TakeOver Blackpool in a few minutes. First, we're going to give our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom and Homecoming. So um, <clears throat> Wrestle Kingdom, unfortunately, I only saw the highlights but it looked like a blast. My only major complaint with the show was I wish the elites left the announcements of AEW till after Wrestle Kingdom, as it made their matches so We knew that Cody, the Young Bucks, and Omega were all losing, so I wish they... They could have announced they were doing a second all-in when they did, but le- left the announcements of the promotion till the, ra- the rally they did last week. I think that would have made the show a lot better. I think the key thing for me, and I said this on the podcast, that will not air because we haven't got it anymore. Um, I wish that the All Elite Wrestling happened after the the Ring of Honor uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard Mm -hmm. uh, in in Madison Square Garden because I wanted to see the absolute best from New Japan and from Ring of Honor. And I feel with the Elite being taken out and... 
uh, you know, and this new promotion form, and it kind of takes the it, it, it takes it takes away from that really, and it's yeah. a shame that it has. Um, I think it could have happened afterwards. I mean, with the information that we know now, uh, the the show is going to be May twenty five. Uh, you know, in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have been close, I guess, and it would have been really you know difficult to um, to promote after the the G one Supercard maybe because obviously uh, the you know, beginning of April to the third week of May isn't much time. But no. I, I think they could have promoted it behind the scenes and then done a uh, a rally or, or what have you to 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 put across the promotion um, after the G1 Supercard. I think that would have been the best thing to do. Um, sign contract extensions, etc., etc., and just to just to for them to be there, just for the, the car to be as good as it can be. So much like you, um, knowing they were leaving, knowing they uh, finished up with Ring of Honor as well, um, just recently, I think Final Battle, um, left you thinking, you know, Wrestle Kingdom card is, is not going to be uh, like Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, for me, I'm, you know, really annoyed that Ibushi didn't win the G1 Climax, mm-hmm. uh, I think Tanahashi winning it kind of set it set New Japan back, and I understand he was on you know the company was on his back uh, during 2000s and stuff. It was in a really rough rough shape. Uh, I can respect that, but when there's people coming through and they're as good or better than you are, then you got to kind of uh, you got to kind of set back. And Bushi was amazing in the G1 Climax, but as soon as I found that Tanahashi won. Um, I, I wasn't best pleased. Then the the other thing that really grated on me is the the intercontinental title. Um, yeah. Why did Naito want it back when there's a you know a video out there that shows he's disrespected the title from day one. He, he didn't want it in the first place. It was really strange. I'm sure match quality is amazing, but uh, in those matches and and obviously the match between Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay for the Never open weight title is being lauded upon, but um, yeah, those storyline arcs and stuff just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and and knowing I was going to see Kenny Omega possibly losing, and he did lose to Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, made it you know, I didn't want to order, well, I didn't want to have um, New Japan Pro Wrestling World, um, for the, for the month of January. For, for Russell Kingdom, hopefully they can sort some stuff out, and I'll be able to see the G1 Supercard. But yeah, this this just felt <coughs> like a, a flat show for me. Yeah, so I heard Manny just based on those things. Yeah, I heard Manny Rivera was saying it's they've, they've put it down to the streaming surface New Japan was using. I think that means like next year's over two nights. If it's successful, I think WrestleMania could go over two nights as well. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think 2019 is going to be a very interesting year for Japan. I'm interested to see how long Tanahashi has the title, whether it'll just be a transitional title. Um, Jay White start on it, Jay White, the card over the title. Or if they move Naito back in title, maybe if he still has the IC title. But I, I think the key thing here is I don't want it to be on Okada, I don't want it to be on Tanahashi. Yeah. So you, you, to get my interest again, New Japan, they've got to start giving the, the younger guys opportunities. Um, 
And I, I don't know. I don't see where it's coming from. Yeah, with the with um, Ibushi and Sonata. Sonata be interesting. I like I like his new look. Gets into he's he's got he's proven last couple of six months or so that he could hang. With. Mm-hmm. He's my he's my yeah. one to watch this year. Sonata. Like I say, it should have been Ibushi versus Omega at the, um, the Wrestle Kingdom. That was the story being told all year. Yeah, the Golden Rose and then it just, just changed. So, uh, <clears throat> Right, so before we get into homecoming, um, we interviewed both Brian Cage and Eli Drake ahead of the event. Both were really nice blokes, and I wish I had more than 50 minutes to talk to both of them. The interviews just seem to be getting interested, and then you kind of have to end them because you're told you only have 15 minutes with them. Um, mm. and in, the Eli Drake is close to being our most in, listened to interview ever. I think it's about 70 behind, and that's in 10 days, so it's had over 1,200 10 days. So. There's 1,200 Eli Drake fan there. there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more than that, but yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah, so it's a, um, Green Ant's got a currency. He passed 1300 today. He's our current number one. Unbelievable. Uh, probably next week, Eli Drake. So, um, so what were your thoughts on Homecoming? Yeah, um, I, I, can t- I can tell you this for a fact. Uh, Impact Wrestling has been really, really good. Um, coming up to a year now since... Don Callis and Scott Demore have taken over the reins. Mm. Um, you know, you every pay per view has been really, really good in uh, you know uh, consistently in ring wise, um, and and this was no different in all honesty. The the Ultimate X match is a is a good addition to the series. The the risks they were taking um, and the, the the lengths they were going to to try and win the title. Um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate because there's been so many Ultimax matches. Yeah. If it had have been, you know, if it had have been once every, you know, in a blue moon kind of thing, um, it would have kept the prestige and the, the actual match itself. But it's always nice to, when when it's homecoming and stuff, uh, you know, to bring it back to the Ultimax, which was Michael Shane, Frankie Kazarian, and Chris Saban. Uh, they were in the first one, weren't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, really impressed with that match. Um, the, the really impressive thing with the, the show was the different hardcore matches and the way that you were still interested in, you know, interested in the, the match itself. Um, because normally if it's like a, say, like a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view or an Extreme Rules pay-per-view and you've just got hardcore after hardcore after hardcore matches, mm-hmm. it seems to get a bit samey. Yeah. But I, I thought they were really good matches. Um, you know, Moose took some heavy hits in the the Eddie Edwards match. The um, yeah, the Eddie Edwards match, uh, and Eli Drake took some hell of a punishment from Monsters Ball match against Abyss. Yeah, um, he said he wasn't looking forward to being hit with weapons. <laughs> yeah, the pins in his back was was crazy. Yeah. Um, I did, ask, you know, him, I did but, ask him if he brought a bag out, would he want it to be pins or Lego? And he was like, neither. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lego seems to be the thing on the indie scene. Yeah, you don't want to stamp on Lego, do you? No, you That's don't, always you don't want to get slammed on Lego. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to do that. Um, and then, you know, you've got the, the Lucha Brothers versus LAX, and that was just incredible, as, as you would imagine it would be, um, with the highlight being, you know, Pentagon Jr. doing a made in Destroyer by jumping off someone's, um, I think, Ortiz's back, yeah. and he done, and he did the Canadian Destroyer on Santana, and it was just breathless, um, just so good. Um, 
and then Tessa Blanchard against uh, Tyre Valkyrie. Not sure about Tyre's new uh, like character and stuff. I, I mm. liked the Game of Thrones kind yeah, of. Yeah, I like it. I don't like the. She's just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, but they did say it's you know her personality. So um, you know, I guess just rock with it kind of thing. And and they had another fantastic match, and you had Gail Kim into the scenario, and and obviously you've got one of the greatest uh, women's wrestlers of all time. And then the ending, if it leads to Gail Kim uh, versus Tessa Blanchard, I didn't think that would be on the cards considering she was retired. Yeah. But if it le- if it leads to a match or a series of matches between those two women, um, you'll see some of the finest women's wrestling of, of all time, basically, because you've got Tessa at the top of the game, and Gail Kim's never never been anything less, has she? No. Especially in Impact. And um, and then you've got Brian Cage versus uh, Johnny Impact. Yeah, this is my main um, problem with the show, was the ending of this match. Yeah, that's, once again, it's much like the... The Johnny Impact Austin Aries match from Brown for Glory. Um, overbooking I, I for the sake of overbooking involving I, the I, guys I, from the um, Survivor. Yeah, I, I I don't think you can keep on sending the fans home with the sour taste in the mouth. That's that's the only thing I could say. Obviously, um, with Austin Aries, what happened there, and you know the fans were like, "What's happened there?" <laughs> Not. I guess that's not really a sour taste because they do have a great match. It was just obviously the ending and where do you go from here. Um, there was no need for the Survivor cast to be involved at all. No. Um, and, and even if there was, it, you know, it, I don't know. It, it just shouldn't have been, in all honesty. You, you had, a, they had a really good match, Brian Cage and, and Johnny Impact, and it was just spoiled by that. Um and yeah, it's just sour taste in my mouth uh, to to leave to end with that match. Uh, and then obviously Killer Cross comes out and takes out Johnny Impact, and um, you know, and then tosses uh, Tyre into the into the crowd with a power on. So um, yeah, that's a few I'm looking forward to. That's yeah, the, those two will, will tear it up. I'm sure mm. um, we'll finally get to see what. Killer Cross can do in a in a longer match because um, he's kind of had very short matches and he's the best of my knowledge. Um, I've kind of only been watching the pay per views as of late, so uh, you'll be you'll be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong on that one. Mm. But uh, Brian Cage right there and then you could have quite easily made him the Impact World Champion. Cross and Impact could easily have a feud without the title being involved. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. There was there's a lot of uh, a lot of different ways to go with that. And they did protect Cage in a way by having it so overbooked to the finish. I guess. Yeah, but it, it screams early TNA, doesn't it? Yeah. It and that's that's the problem. You've done such a good job building up this company again. Just don't fall back into old habits. And on the one match has just come to my mind, I've just missed it off earlier, is uh, Sammy Callan and um, Willie Mack. Yeah. They had, a, they had a good match as well. And, and uh, you know, Sammy Callahan's proven once again why he's like the draw. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him next, in all honesty. You could have moved. You could have moved. Win against yeah. a, I would, you know, I would have had. Guy. 
Brian Cage win and then move Cali- Cal- Sammy Callahan into Brian Cage over the title. And then you could up. do because the last lot of impact tapings that I saw was like OV against Cage and the Lucha Brothers. Mm. So, you know, uh, Cage was already involved with Sammy Callahan, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that that's everything on that card. Recap the best of my knowledge um, without it being in front of me. So, of uh, done it justice but yeah just a really really good show um, everything was, was as good as it could be and the only contentious thing that uh, or another thing so Rosemary's back um, and that'll be really interesting to see if she can change Ali from Dark Ali back to Ali again mm. and I was really impressed by Kira Hogan I think with the aggressiveness that she's got um, she, she really impressed me uh, so I think that's everything on the show. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bit all over the place. Um, but yeah, really good show. And it's just the main event that could leave a sour taste in people's mouths. But it's where they go from here. And, you know, what what's going to be on the next pay-per-view that they'll be judged on. But I think Impact's been really good. And it kind of reminds me, because we were saying off the air about... Um, Scarlet Bordeaux doing the, the lap dance for uh, Scott Steiner and stuff. Yeah. It kind of feels like impacts in like an attitude era kind of uh, period of time. It feels like WWE's like WCW and impacts really pushing uh, as much as they can towards an attitude era. Um, well, but with. Don Callis did say when they moved to this Pursuit channel they are going to try a more riskier, risque product yeah well there you go you can you can see different elements of it because you know that's that's what they did in WWE uh, WWF at the time in uh, you know 97 to you know uh, it's got to be about 2001 wasn't it yeah. so um, yeah I definitely see some elements of the Attitude Era in Impact Wrestling but there is there is the, you know, this tremendous wrestling to go with it. So it's it's kind of 50-50, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, my, I was, my quick thoughts were just a strong way to start off the year for Impact. So it's Sammy Callahan and Will Mack and LAX and Lucha both great matches of insane pace. I think more matches mm-hmm. of this style would help push Impact to the next level. And I always thought um, Rich Swan winning the division title was... This is the resilient rookie Greenhead. And you're listening to Broken Book Glory Podcast. Alright, so then now we have NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Um, should we start with just discussing the the new signings in the crowd? So you have um, Luke Menzies, who's had a few NXT, and he's looked quite impressive mm-hmm. from the few matches I've seen. And current OSW, WOS <laughs> Women's Champion Kaylee Ray, and the alpha female Jazzy Gabbard. Gabbard? Gabbard? It's pronounced. <laughs> um, I think looked... it's Gabbard. Gabbard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who looked great in the first um, May Young Classic? Yeah, we're all in the crowd. What are your thoughts? Um, like I said about Luke Menzies, has got a good potential um, from the matches we've seen of him. I'm really concerned about the, the sign of Kaylee Ray for the WOSW um, company, or what's going to happen going forward. Yeah, That's your women's champion. Yeah, yeah, she's she's been advertised as a new signing of your company. Of your competition, and uh, that doesn't fill me with great confidence for the company. Um, um, it's also agree with um, Viper and Bree Presley as well, so signing. Yeah, soon, so. exactly. So that's, that's their entire women's division, basically. <laughs> 
that's that's three out of the four women, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then obviously for for Jazzy Gabet, I'm hoping I've got that right. Or as we know, the alpha female. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was fantastic in the May Young Classic. Deserved to be signed in and then uh, there and then. Sorry, didn't happen. Much like Kaylee Ray, you know, should have been signed there and then as well. Do you think um, they'll bring Jazzy in as either. a heel? Say that again. Sorry. Do you think they'll bring Jazzy in as a heel? She'll kind of take up the same space as Rira. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, she was cheered from uh, you know from from here to there in the. Um, you know, full sale university. So yeah. it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Really, but uh, yeah, she's a fantastic signing. Um, you know, one of the best female wrestlers that's uh, come down the pipeline in recent years. Kaylee Ray is, you know, is like Lita 2.0, isn't she? Yeah, she's probably um, somebody who's you know a risk taker, a high flyer. There's not too many of those in actually in a women's division in any of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. You don't really see, do you? Um, she'll be taking the risks that, you know, people haven't seen in years. So it's a fantastic signing for WWE, NXT UK. Well, it's a it's a death now for um, World of Sport Wrestling. I think you, to sign away your champion is, is not a good sign at all. And um, Juan Austin also made a debut this week at yeah, that's that's fantastic for her because she was brilliant in the uh, you know, the impact uh, tapings on uh, Twitch. Yeah, from the uh, Wrestle Media Yeah, her match against uh, was brilliant. Yeah, so. it was that was a superb match, and he just goes to show you if basically now there's there's no glass scene, is there? In honesty, no. it, it was you've got to go to America. Well, now you can be anywhere in the UK. And if you're good enough, there's a good opportunity to be signed, and, um, uh, and that's fantastic for the for the UK wrestlers. For the longest time, they've been working and striving to be more than they could be, and now they finally have it, and it's uh, it's really good. And people like Lana Austin uh, are very deserving of this opportunity. Yeah, and uh, Triple H did a Facebook chat after the show, and I get the impression that he, from him that he says. NXT UK isn't a platform to get to NXT. NXT UK is kind of is on par with NXT, so you could go straight to the main roster if, you, if they want you to. Mm. Well, it's something we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, when we're t- talking through the matches and stuff. Mm. But um, you know, with Tony Storm having the opportunity to fight for any of the women's titles, yeah. and she went for the NXT UK branded women's title, that gives a hell hell of a lot of legitimacy to the brand. Mm-hmm. If you can go for any title, um, so it goes to show you that you know the uh, the, the women's brand is in NXT UK is something that they're trying to build up as much as they can, and yeah, it, it was really really good to see. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that would be great, in all honesty, because you've got to think. Uh, imagine it, both like developmental brands, aren't they? So. You develop in the UK, and then you've got to go to America to develop more. Mm. You know, how long are you going to be in the developmental stage? I know it's its own brand. Don't get me wrong, but you are there to develop. So that's two a year. Yeah. So it's better to jump from either NXT or NXT UK straight to the main roster. Mm. Yeah. So 
that's that's what I like about the that's a great announcement by Triple H to say you can go from NXT UK to the main roster. Um, that definitely opens the way for you know the Bruce Wade, Pete Dunne, and Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Severin who have been kind of between the two uh, brands, haven't they? So um, you know that would be really good if they got called up to the main roster at uh, some point in the near future. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd like to see him on Raw. Yeah. As everybody says, send him to SmackDown against some of them. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that I was thinking, based on the information that we've received, um, that we tried to record on other podcasts and stuff, is about the, you know, ICWs and the progress and, and what have you and their affiliation with WB. I'd like them to be much like Evolve. Yeah. As, like, a feeder company. Um, where obviously wrestlers can go and you know sign autographs and be in certain matches and stuff, but you can actually look to hone your talent there. And once you have, you obviously get the step up to NXT or NXT UK, mm-hmm. and then it just it just keeps on uh, you know recycling different and stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to do for those promotions because um, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of money involved um, and a lot of history in those companies of the best wrestlers. Uh, and if it's then, you know, a feeder brand or a developmental brand in itself, um, it's good once again for the wrestlers and probably bad for the promotions. Well, you think but in that... the past, if there's somebody that did really well, they'd go to WWF and never WF. But the way those partnership works now, they can still work. For... And you can still, because they're in a partnership, they can make the special appearances. Like you know, Street Profits have won the Evolve Championship. Roderick Strong no, has, has that, had a couple of matches that, for them. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying that's a good thing about it. But yeah. I'm saying that the top, because now a lot of UK talent has gone to NXT UK, haven't they? So there's got to be more UK talent that comes through. So then, basically, basically what they've done with like ECW and stuff, and I know it was back in the day, and I know it was awful for the ECW brand, but to cherry pick the best ECW talent and then bring it into NXT UK. Yeah, that's that's and obviously NXT as well. That's what I could see it being which is going to be detrimental to the promotion involved unless they keep on recycling good talent and, you know what I mean, mm. and, uh, and bringing up the card. But the, the actual um, the wrestlers themselves, it's a win-win, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a, it can't put an onus on their local fans to pr- try and bring, make their own, try and build under their own roster. Absolutely. So, so you don't have to bring in names every time. Yeah, because I'm absolutely. Think Wrestle Island, they're only losing the regular yeah. roster. But if you look at like a progress, I mean, how many stars are they losing? Are they really off the roster? Like, Nick really... said he was worried about he was worried about Riptide wrestling. Yeah, I mean, they losing. Do you know what I mean? But my impression of Riptide Wrestling is each shows and events, each names for each show, rather than having mm. storylines. They have the odd one. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any. Mm. So, right. So we get on but to I, the. I, Actual show. Yep. <laughs> All right, so, um, the show opened with the final of the NXT K Tag Team Championship between Mustache Mountain and Grizzled Young Veteran. The match ended when Trent Seven was killed by the crowning Gibson and Drake, the first champions. Um, what are your thoughts on Grizzled Young, Veter- Grizzled Young Veterans becoming the first t- champions of the brand? I, I think I called this on the prediction show that we're never going to air. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just, it was a you know 
recommend this match to open the show if um, I've not seen uh, Gibson and Drake uh, tag team before. So it was uh, eye opening for me. Amazing um, chemistry, the two of them. To, lo- to look yeah. at them, you wouldn't think they're a tag team. Because I've listened to a couple of American podcasts and they seem to think they joined together for NXT and tag and- Yeah, so. exactly. And they are in the uh, wrestling school in, in Liverpool, don't they? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Fighting so, Spurs, um, I think it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was. I wasn't surprised that they went that way, really, because obviously Mustache Mountain are um, recognised and you know are well known. So the best way to you know create stars once again is to put the, the titles on um, two people who are lesser known but are of a good standard. And obviously we're, we've been shouting it from the rooftops so however long that Zach Gibson is, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, he's definitely Liverpool's number one. I hope they give him more um, time. So, yeah, so. and he's and he's Europe's number one and he'll soon be the world's <laughs> number one. Um, he, he's fantastic. Drake was, was superb as well. The chance from the NXT fans was fantastic. You know, the shoes off if you hate Gibson and stuff. The crowd was brilliant yeah. the whole night. The chance, the yeah. chance through the whole well, I love shoes off. Was... Shoe off if you're Gibson. They have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd was electric, weren't they? You know, even chance, you know, you're watching Vince McMahon and stuff, so... Which is who um, Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. It was just a, you know, really, really good match. Um, you could have gone either way. And, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, new tag team champions and the the first uh, change of the night and a great way to, you know, to uh, start the show. Yeah, and I hope they bring in some, I hope they move Mustache Mountain on to the main roster and bring in some proper tag team lovers or Aussie Open or some, some of the other great tag teams who are on the scene. We're gonna have, they're they're going to have to move some tag teams in there even if you've got to, you know, jiggle around from like the main roster and stuff because... Um, you can even bring in there Gal- Gallagher and Kendrick. Well, there isn't many many tag teams is there in NXT UK unless I'm um, you know completely mistaken. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. If they, should, they have to put a floor in, make a decent. Yeah, league, well, so. well, like like you said, Kendrick and and Gala would be um, no Kendrick's Kendrick and Gala split up, didn't they? Did they add that much to a bad life? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, Gulak and Gala maybe for. Yeah. Few shows and stuff, and you know we'll just go from there. Okay, but was in the um, UK tournaments. Tasawa and Kendrick, maybe yeah. uh, depending on how the four-way goes at the Royal Rumble for the Cruiserweight title. Um, yeah, so yeah, really good start to the show. Just needs more established tag teams in the, the tag division going forward. Yeah, and I think my my new favourite move is the suicide dive Doomsday device. That, that was sick. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Alright, so then next up, um, Travis Banks was attacked by Jordan Devlin on the ramp before the scheduled match. Devlin whipped Banks to the steps and then shot blocked him so he went away with the injury. Um, Sid Scala came out and said, whoa, whoa, we knew you were going to do that, so we have a backup plan. <laughs> so who did you originally think the backup plan was going to be? No, I had a feeling it was going to be Bala because yeah, when I they just... announced the NXT UK Performance Centre, he was there with Charlotte, wasn't he? Yeah. 
So that kind I, of I, gave I, I, them I, away I was, a little I was bit. jokingly saying it to my son. Oh, it's going to be... I, in my head, I thought it was going to be Ligero because they kind of been... Yeah, I was jokingly saying, oh, it's going to be Seamus. It's going to be Finn <laughs> Balor because he said he was the best Irish wrestler. But, but yeah. Yeah. The pop. Yeah, they went, they went mad. That was... Uh, Amazing, and, he, and that was a proper smile he had. He had this false smile he's had for the last six months. The raw, that was a happy Balor. He reminded me a bit more of his Prince Devon. It seemed to hit harder. And yeah. So, yeah. So um, Finn Balor put Devlin away with the coup de gras, um, which mm-hmm. was a I think it was a great master versus pad one battle, both in a salad contest. And Devlin came out looking like a genuine competitor against a far more experienced rival. Mm-hmm. Do you think possibly the crowd's reaction could be the reason why Finn Balor's been chosen to replace Braun in the Universal title match with Royal Rumble? Um, I, I think from what I read online and stuff uh, with regards to like Dave Meltzer and, and things, he said that you know Finn Balor was in you know in in the mean going to be uh, pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess is what he meant. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a strange one because you know you've built up this Strowman versus Lesnar. Um, I've heard because you know Vince McMahon doesn't want Strowman to lose to Lesnar again. No. Um, but you know, honestly, when, not 100 ready yet. The well, early, so. um, and when he, with Lesnar um, and regards to, with with Lesnar go, going up against a you know, a smaller wrestler and stuff um, and somebody who can give him a match and, you know, uh, like Brian, like AJ, it'll be, it'll be a really great match. From a fan's perspective, it'll be, it'll be better than Strowman versus Lesnar, but, um, he seems to love to wrestle I, the indie darlings as well, doesn't he? I, I think, like you said, uh, Vincent Mann was watching. Maybe that that might have been what, what changed his mind. I, I hope to think he is. So, um, yeah, Devlin looks strong in defeat. Balor's sheer presence on the show alone was a mm-hmm. brilliant endorsement for UK. So. Yeah. Uh, next up was uh, Mastiff. He smashed um, Eddie Dennis through a table into a void that scored the win. It's a solid demolition derby. Good placement in the middle of the show. It was a good palate cleanser from two brilliant matches just just quickly going back to Bala obviously uh, with the uh, the UK Championship tournament that happened you had Neville versus Tommy End as well didn't you yeah so that goes to show that they, you know they could bring in someone obviously Tommy End is Alistair Black in NXT yeah um, so that's everyone working together best of the brands because I think he was in progress on the same day and they they travelled him up to Blackpool to be in the match. That's everyone working together and it working for everyone. So if that's how the relationship is for all the brands going forward, and you can see a Bala or uh, a Neville, or obviously not Neville because he's in AEW, but um, an Alistair Black, a Johnny Gargano, you know that'll be that'll be amazing to see somebody, um, and then obviously from the main roster, who knows maybe a Tyler Breeze, um, yeah, that kind of uh, caliber wrestler would be would be fantastic. But yeah, we have Mastiff and Eddie Dennis. I didn't know Dennis was that strong. Um, oh, was it? It was an insane I, show of strength when he picked a lot, uh, picked them up over his head and tried. I, I liked the way he was doing it that slow and his legs were going. It showed how heavy Mastiff is. Just, just showed the strength of Dennis as well. Like mm. I said on, on my Twitter and stuff, I'd only seen an interview of him um, on ITV uh, when he was talking about, you know, 
uh, quitting as a school teacher to become a full-time pro wrestler. Um, and then, yeah, really, really impressed. His, his strength was incredible. Uh, Dave Mastiff's speed, uh, which is, you know, um, so underrated. And obviously his strength and then um, just just fighting. Um, you know, a completely different match to what you've seen before. The, you know, the use of different moves and uh, different weapons and stuff. Uh, um, and obviously, you know, Mastiff's undefeated still. Um, so, yeah, Dennis, huge impression in a good way. And, uh, you know, booking Dave Mastiff the way he's deserved to be, you know, booked since he, he uh, you know, he burst onto the British wrestling scene in, mm. you know, my first book and stuff in, you know, 2007. Mm. Next up was Ray, next up was Tony Storm nailing Ray Ripley with the Storm's Aries win the title. I was a bit surprised about the title for say, a couple of months. Um, for me, I was surprised that she won it in the first place. Um, just seeing the results of the the other uh, women's title tournament, um, I was surprised with who was in the tournament. But once again, uh, after what we just said about the uh, the different people that can come from the different brands to help. Uh, build up this brand you know you had Dakota Kai didn't you um, yeah. she was in the tournament yeah, um, had a title yeah she, she was in the tournament weren't she so and obviously Millie McKenzie who's you know known uh, quite well on the UK scene so you've got all these different ladies who are you know competing for the title mm-hmm. um, I thought that Tony Storm would win it there and then um, watching it back on the video package mm-hmm. that the Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, she went after a back injury yeah. and she won the title then. But uh, I think that Rhea Ripley's, you know, had the it factor from the May Young Classic. Um, and this is a great way to utilise her. Um, and then I just think it was, you know, a, a really good idea to put the title, excuse me, on Storm in, the, in Blackpool because of you know uh, if she goes up and and she's she loses against the same woman on a second occasion um and obviously with what we talked about off there and stuff about or if we've recorded it correctly about uh storm going after the nxt uk women's title which brings uh, brand legitimacy yeah. that she could have gone for any of the titles raw smackdown or NXT, um, that if she put herself in this position, she kind of has to win because where's she going to get another title shot from? Obviously, she's you know she's incredibly important to the brand, so she'd get a title shot down the line at some point, I'm sure. But I just thought with the the fan support behind her, um, obviously the fantastic in ring skill she's got, that this was her moment, and and uh, you know boy did. Uh, they produced a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, you know, another top quality women's wrestling match in this women's wrestling evolution that we're, we're living through in uh, 2019. And um, neither woman come out of it looking any worse than they did going into it. And, you know, bring on the rematches. And, and once again, the, the only other thing you've, you've got to do, what we talked about that, is just... Um, bring in, you know, new women for for the to build the division around. 
Yeah, I've heard a few complaints that the, this match and in the main event there was too many finisher kickouts. It's, I don't know, it's it's one of those where you, I don't know, we've we've seen the, the worst of the finisher kickouts in, you know, WrestleMania main events. And, yeah. You know, if you don't like finisher kickouts, don't watch any of New Japan. That's it. Uh, they keep finish you know, kickouts just for like the main events and then pay per views. That's fine. It's, it's when they start doing finish kickouts on main, on the just a weekly show, I get pissed off. I don't mind them on the views. Yeah, I, I, I think in this situation, the, the best way to approach it is to not get enough of your finishing move, and then the person just gets their their arm up, um, and then you could say, "Oh, well, you didn't get all of it," and then the second time, if you get it. Then you, you keep them down, don't you? So, um, yeah, I was surprised when uh, Ripley got a, a shoulder up from the the first. Was it, uh, was it the three? I think it, I think it was two, wasn't it? Was it two? I think, I think it was two. She got her arm for the first sub zero, and then she got caught with the second one mm. after Rhea Ripley hit with her finishing move. Oh, that's okay. But um, yeah, I think it's just nitpicking to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. fantastic match. And, um, yeah, you could see how much it meant to Tony Storm. And, like I say, if you give, you know, the Kaylee Rays and the, the Alpha Females and Lana Austin's of the world into the, and obviously Millie McKenzie I mentioned earlier, um, Dakota Kai, obviously, um, into the UK brand in between, you know, uh, NXT UK. Um, yeah, you've got a fantastic champion. And you've just got to build build the brand around uh, that, you know, that lady. In the main event, Joe Coffey tapped out to the finger snap, allowing Pete Dunne to retain his title. Pretty long match, 35 minutes, 34 minutes, 15 seconds. I think it was a bit of a slow burner, but once it got going, I think it's an early contender, the best match we've so far. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, I've um, made loads of notes which... on it, but it was a long match and it was good. <laughs> I, I think when it was like, um, what was it, five past nine? Yeah, and I was thinking, when's the uh, the chase in the magic Nigel McGuinness story going to start? Is that was going to start at half nine? I, I was suspected. So uh, when this match was was going through, and then it, like I said, it was a slow burner, and then it, it started getting into the rhythm, um, and then that was about quarter past, and you're thinking, okay, and then. Uh, there was a bunch of different like heavy hitting moves, and you're thinking this is going to end. And then that power bomb off the top rope yeah. was madness um, to the outside, and the power bomb into the ring, and you think, oh, oh my gosh! Um, and it just, it just seemed to build and build. And then the you know obviously with the, the finger snap and stuff, mm. um, that was enough to see. Excuse me, off you know Joe Coffee off and. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, a tremendous match. Tremendous way to end the show. Yeah, it was this match that it was Pete, Pete Dunne did three bitter ends and the third one he went, instead of going for the pin, he went for the fingers. After that oh, time. well, if, if at first you don't succeed, try something else. <laughs> yeah. So, then um, post, yeah. post-match Dunne was celebrating in the ring and as you know with NXT, once when copyright logo comes in, you don't turn it off. Because <laughs> Walter showed up, confronted him, Walter climbed in the ring, stared down 
done. Then Coffey tried to get back on the ring. Volta kicked him. Yeah. And then once that again stared at Dunn. He seemed to congratulate Dunn with a nod before heading back up to the ramp. And do we see Walter being the guy to end? I think it'll be... If they were shown just before WrestleMania, he would have added that. Yeah. Dunn's run. That was a nice rhyme, that was, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think if, you, if you're going to have somebody do it, um, then... Who better than Volta? Yeah. Um, somebody they've built up around the around Europe for years, uh, you know, progress, and he was, you know, over in America as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's it's kind of at that point where someone needs to do it because you know how many how many people can you beat and how many days can it last? You know me, I'm not somebody who likes long. Uh, you know, long title reigns, even if it's uh, somebody who lives, you know, uh, in my home city. Um, yeah, so I, I think a Volta uh, Pete on match, and if he loses, Jim doesn't lose anything, does he really? Because he's he's bigger, um, you know. So it's it should be a tremendous match when it happens. Yeah, my, my thoughts on the show overall. I think in terms of putting the UK brand on the map, confirming every bit that's well produced in line with the mainline NXT. The show was a comfortable success and hopefully it was the first of many takeovers. I think this was better than the first couple. The uh, first couple of NXT takeovers. Yeah, go back and watch that. They've they've got squash matches on and they're just like over episode of NXT. Yeah, I I, I think in this situation the the probably least uh, favourite or quote-unquote worst match of the show uh, for me was uh, Balor versus Devlin Mm -hmm. and that was really good. So, you know what I mean? That's that's the standard. Yeah. You've you've got a you know a fantastic opening to the show, um, and yet you had that match that was really good. Mastiff against Dennis was superb. Uh, Storm against Ripley was you know fantastic as well, and then the main event was tremendous. So each and every match on the the card is in ring consistency from bell to bell, um, and a fantastic way to start out. The NXT UK takeovers. Right, so we've got a few big stories from Raw before we go. The NXT, not the end. The women, the women's tag titles <laughs> were revealed, and I think they look beautiful. Um, the ta- the titles will be decided in an elimination chamber. Paper for three team Raw teams from SmackDown will end- give our predictions on the first champion. Uh, the Iconics. The yeah. Iconics or will be Sasha and Bailey too. Yeah. But it's a, it's always good to put it on a hill first, and then Lisa's the chasing them. Well, who do we think are going to be the six teams? Let's do that. Um, I'll go. So you got the Iconics. Absolute with the so tight the right squad. So uh, Ruby and Sarah Morgan, possibly yeah. Sarah Logan. Yeah, okay, that's four teams. Yeah, uh, you, you have Sasha, Sasha and Banks. It could be could have Nia and Nia and Tamina. Yeah. And then you need one more from SmackDown. Absolution. Uh, <laughs> Naomi and Asuka maybe. Can't see Asuka going something, for it. something like that. Yeah, I'll have to think. Yeah. Should be good either way. Yeah. Um, it's a really good idea to do it in the elimination chamber. Yeah, it's a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> because the, the women's match in the elimination chamber last year was fantastic. Yeah. And also on Raw, Bobby Lashley won the IC title. Do you think this is just to get, to get the IC title away for Dean rather than the title? Yeah, it's much like I said about um, you know, Brian Cage and Johnny Impact and Killer Cross. Yeah. Is what they should have done. Uh, the match was awesome. Uh, the triple threat match really surprised because 
I didn't think it would it would be. Um, I thought it was a really really good match, and it just goes to show that Bobby Lashley and Aaliyah Rush are you know one of the smartest acts on Raw. Um, out of nowhere, those two were put together seemingly, but it really really works. Right, and then also announced um, WWE have also announced that the World Collide Tournament, a battle between NXT NXT UK two hundred five live, is set for a Royal Rumble Access event. 15 superstars, five from each brand, competing over the course of two days in the tournament to receive a title shot of their choice. Well, out of NXT, NXT UK to, to a fight live. And that'll be on WWE Network as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a network special to have it live. So representing, oh, okay. representing NXT is uh, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Don, I want to see Donovan Dijak, but it's Donovan Dijakovic. Donovan Dijakovic. <laughs> Keith Lee and Uta Stosevich. He just seems to jump out as doesn't fit in with them five. Uh, yeah. He must be taking a loss in the film. Uh, representing NXT UK, got Mark Andrews, Tyler Bates, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin and Zach Gibson. Then 205 Live is Cedric Alexander, Humberto Cardurelli. I don't know who. Not sure. Tony Nice, Gulak, and... And so, TJP didn't even know he was going to be in the tournament. No. <laughs> so the, what, what's going to happen on the Saturday? A 50, it's going to be a 15-man battle royal, and based on the order of elimination, that'll determine the first round match. The winner of the battle royal will get it by to a second. Are you excited with the NXT Network special? It sounds interesting. I think it's going to be a chock-a-block of wrestling on Royal Rumble weekend. Yeah. It, it just sounds mad. you got two days of this... <laughs> NXT special, yeah. Raw Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, and then obviously 205 Live, NXT. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, be, it's it interesting. Could, it could it's, be interesting if uh, Mike Tyler Bate won and he went for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, it, it would be really cool if it was somebody, you know, if they want to do, if they really want to push the UK brands, somebody from the UK wins that. Yeah. And then they go. Even if they go and on SmackDown for the US title, and they, they lose the match just to get the brand seen, would be really good. So um, yeah, somebody from the UK brand wins yeah. that tournament. And also, I'd also and, have um, somebody from the UK. And then goes up. I'd have Pete, either Pete Dunn or Mastiff in the Royal Rumble. Mm. So. Yeah. And, and once again, uh, mm. you know, based on what I've said about New Japan and stuff, push the the future rather than the past. Yeah, definitely. In, in, in terms of Royal Rumble, um, you know, uh, people are going to be in the Royal Rumble uh, from the both the women's and the men's perspective. You can, all, you can always have the, you know, su- surprise past, uh, you know, wrestlers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, but, but emphasis on the future. Yeah. Right, so yep. next week we'll be doing our 2019 predictions and we'll be announcing the winners of the Glorious Year End Awards. Um, we've also got an interview with Brian Aderson, RWA. Interesting chat. Um, if you enjoy our show, then please follow us on Twitter, it's PBGWPod. Um, like us on Facebook, and we'll join us for our next week. When we do our predictions, and don't forget to go to powerslam.tv and use the promo code for free. Good night. Good night, everyone.